to come and share with us from Romans chapter 8, and we're going to look at verses 18 through 19. Romans 8, 18 through 19. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectations for the children of God to be revealed. Amen. Josh, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. Sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So these are two words, suffering and glory. Does those words seem to go together to you all? Suffering and glory. Then your preacher decided sufferings equal glory. Now how can that be? How can your sufferings equal glory? We live in a world today where most folks don't want the suffering, they just want the glory. Amen? Just want the glory. That's all they're concerned about. We live in a not us society or a we society or a society that seems to care about anyone else. We live in a society where most folks only care about what? Themselves. They only care about themselves. And for that, they want all the glory. They want everything. My dad used to tell me when I was younger, he would say, son, don't toot your horn too much. You ever heard that before? Well, there's a lot of people tooting horns today, aren't they? This is what I have. This is what I've done. This is what I have in my life, and I want all the glory to come to me. Well, I believe we all can agree today that our glory comes from God. Amen? But God doesn't say to us there's not going to be sufferings, right? Sufferings equal glory. I've always believed you appreciate more things that you work for than things that are just given to you, right? Believe you do. Truly believe that. When I was 16 years old, now I was a, you know, a, a poor preacher's kid, as all of you know. We didn't have a whole lot of things, but I was going to school at Fleming County High School in Flemingsburg, in Fleming County. And I was about to get my driver's license. And I would go to school every day there at the high school, and they had their own little special parking spots for everybody that had their driver's license. And all I could think to myself is, that's going to be me someday. And I would look out there and I'd see all these people, these kids driving in in their new Mustangs and their new pickup trucks and all of those things. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I wonder how they got those. Well, I started asking around a few of them. And I said, well, where are you working? Where did, where did you get that car? Where did you get that truck at? You know what they told me? Mom and dad got it for me. Well, I got it in my brain. Are y'all ready for this? I just got it in my brain that all I had to do is go ask mom and dad and they'd get me a new vehicle. Because that's what everybody else was doing. Well, I went home and looked at dad. And these are the words I said. 
I said, that's about time we get my license. He said, oh, it is. I said, yeah. What kind of vehicle you want to get me? He just looked at me and said, what kind of vehicle you want to get yourself? Right? And I remember that summer up working hard and mowing grass and doing everything. And some of you know what my first vehicle it was. And I'm, I'm still proud of it today. I don't care. I'd still drive it around. Now, Sheila wouldn't ride with me. <laughs> Guarantee you. It was a Bobcat station wagon with paneling on the side. And the speakers came from the local drive-in theater down the road. But I, I loved that car. You know why? I paid for it. And I remember working all summer long, and I worked, and I worked, and I worked, and finally got my car, and I was so excited. You would think an old boy like me driving into my Bobcat station wagon with everybody else with their new vehicles, pickup trucks, Camaros, and Mustangs, and all these things that were sitting there. I wouldn't be very proud of it. I was proud of it, and I drove it into that parking lot that I always wanted to drive into. I come around the corner, and guess what happened? It blew up right there in the parking lot. The time and chain went out. I called my daddy now. Remember, we were poor. You didn't call the wrecker. I called my daddy. You know what my daddy did? Came with the car, with the chain, and we pulled it down to the local place to get it fixed. But folks, I, I think that car meant a whole lot more to me than if mom and dad just gave that to me. In your life, there's things in your life that you can look back on that's taught you lessons. Isn't there? There's things in your life that you can say, this has made me the man or the woman that I am today. This is what my life is based upon. This is what's given me the opportunity to be able not only to be the person that I am today, but it's given me the opportunity to teach my kids and help them understand what glory is all about. But glory also has to have some suffering. It's given me the opportunity, the basis of my understanding of my growth and the life with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Those sufferings have helped me to be able to move forward and be a stronger person. But how do we do that? Well, over in Romans 8, 24 through 25, it says, For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hope for what they already have. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. By the suffering of Jesus on the cross, we have hope for glory. Do you have hope today? Do you truly have hope? You see, Jesus suffered. I want you to understand that big word there. Suffering. Your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ suffered on an old rugged cross so that you could have hope. Amen? Hope in what? Hope in what? Well, I have hope in a lot of things. I, I, praise be to God, I have hope when I flip the light switch, the what? Light comes on. I, I hope when I go outside today and I turn the switch over in, in, my, in Sheila's truck that we're driving today, I hope when I turn it over, it's going to what? Start. I hope when I go order my lunch today, wherever that may be, wherever Kevin wants to go. Sorry, Kevin, I called you out and you don't like to do that from time to time. But wherever we go to eat, I hope when we get there that they have what I want to eat, right? I have 
hope in all those things. Folks, I want you to know something else I have hope in. Are you ready for this? I have hope in the suffering of Jesus Christ because I have hope that heaven is awaiting me. Amen? That's my hope. Because of the suffering, it equals what? Hope. Of the suffering of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It gives me hope in the future. And I know that if I have hope, and also what? Faith in Jesus, that that suffering is worth the wild. And God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, and that Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, is going to guide and direct me and give me what I need in my life. If I have hope in Him. Being that I'm home during the day, y'all ever get those calls on your phone? And it, it comes up and it says unknown number or potential what? Spam. You know, used to when I had all this stuff on my mind all the time, I just, ah, go away. Leave me, I already got car insurance, right? I already got all, well, this past week I answered one of them. And this guy told me in just a few easy steps that I could become a millionaire. Just a few easy steps. And I, you know, you all laughed at me, but I guarantee you, you'd listen for another second, wouldn't you? And I listened. And he said, you got to do this, and you got to do that. You got to give me, what? Give me some numbers, like what? Social security numbers, bank account, what? Numbers. But just have hope in me, I'm going to take care of you. Well, I guarantee you, if I did that, that's going to be a whole lot of what? Front suffering going on, right? Whole lot of suffering. And there's a whole lot of people put hope in this world. Don't they? They do. They, they, just, they just think it. You remember that commercial used to be on TV when they were good commercials on TV? Y'all remember that? And it was a State Farm commercial, and this guy was walking down, and they were discussing about something, and he said it's on the Internet. And he said if it's in the Internet, it must be so. Y'all remember that one? That's how a lot of people live their lives, isn't it? Just have hope in that. Have hope and have faith in all this. Well, the Scripture says to you what? Who hope for what they already have? Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently. I have hope in something I don't have yet. I have hope in heaven, don't you? I have hope in that. I have hope in believing that all of this suffering, you know what? I believe Jesus suffered upon that old rugged cross, and I believe Jesus suffered on the way up there to be crucified. But you know what? I believe also we as Christians, we suffer. Amen? And we deal with things that are tough for us. I have hope because of those sufferings that heaven will be what? Will be my home. So suffering equals what? Glory. And that glory equals hope in having in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Also, there in Romans 8, 26 through 27, it says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through 
worldless gains. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I believe today that prayer is a very important part of a Christian walk, isn't it? Prayer is something we need to have. When we are suffering, Lord knows prayer is something we need. Amen? Lord knows that to pray to God. Now, the Scripture talks about that I just read to you about. What do you pray about when you don't know what to pray? You ever been there? What do you pray about? I had a good friend of mine learned so much from Mr. Joe Goodman over at Goodman Cadillac Nissan over in Glasgow. He was around his 80s when I first started working there and He found out one day that I was a preacher and he came up and sat down beside me and he said, Paul, do you think prayer is important in being a Christian? And I said, well, yes, Mr. Goodman, I I truly truly believe prayer and being a Christian is a big thing. I said, do you believe in it? He said, well, yes, I do. He said, even when I go to Walmart, I pray as soon as I pull in that parking lot. There's going to be a close spot for me to park to get in there. Well, you know, folks, I thought about that for a while. God wants us to pray what? We talked about in the Sunday school this morning, pray without ceasing, right? What do you pray about? How do you know what to pray about? Well, sufferings equal glory, which glory equals the time that we spend with God in prayer, Right? But what do you pray about? One of the great things, as I said a while ago, is we as Christians, we have that holy trinity, don't we? That Father, that Son, and that Holy Spirit. Those three working together in what? One accord. To help us as Christians to go through sufferings and to have glory and to have those things in your life. What do you pray about when you don't know what to pray about? I believe that's when the Holy Spirit talks to you, isn't it? That's when the Holy Spirit gives you what you need to be concentrating on. What you need to be thinking about. That Holy Spirit is giving you what you need. When you are hurting, you're not the only one knows you're hurting. When you are having a difficulty in your life you're not the only one that knows about what that difficulty is. You see, the Holy Spirit is working with you. The Holy Spirit is giving you what you need in your heart and in your life. And how do you do that? Well, you know, the the Holy Spirit speaks to us in many different ways, doesn't He? I love it when He just comes out and tells you what He needs, don't you all? This is what I need from you. This is what... You need to have in your life. This is what you need in your life. If you have this, this will help you turn from your suffering and have glory in your life if you simply pray and understand what I'm asking of you. But you know what? Sometimes the Holy Spirit just don't give you all the answer. He helps you. He gives you the opportunity to pray to Him and ask for guidance and ask for, dread, for understanding, but sometimes you just got to 
work through that. Work through those things in your life. Suffering brings glory. Spirit of God brings that glory into your heart and into your life. Thank God today for the Holy Spirit. Thank God that we can rely upon that. Thank God that praise be to God, and you should say amen to this loud, even if you don't like the way I'm preaching this morning. You should say amen to this. Praise be to God, you're never alone. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit is there. To give you in times of suffering, to help you to be able to be working towards times of glory. And lastly this morning, there in Romans 8.28, And I know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Who have been called according to His purpose. Purpose. Your calling will bring glory. Today I want all of you to know this. I can say this loud and proud because I've been your preacher a long time. I have an investigative committee going on right now. Karen used to be a part of this committee. and Me and Nick and BJ and Sheila was talking about it the other night trying to figure out how long I've been your preacher. But I can tell you one thing, I've been here a long time. So I'm not worried about anything, okay? And when I say this, I think it's okay to say it. There is not one single person in this church that's more important than anybody else. Do you realize that? There's not. You all found it out, didn't you? You can do without me for four months. God will find a way. Because God, through His suffering, what? Equals glory that brings you to your calling. To your calling. I believe all of us are called to do something, aren't we, inside of the church. Called by the glory of God. And the scripture says right there, And we know that all things work for the good of those who love Him. All things. Now, when everybody is in love with God and working together, things go great. Amen? It is due. This this work good. Everything's smooth and it's going right. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody's loving. You know one thing that I think we as Christians need to do more of? We just need to love each other. Amen? Get over all this petty, all this stuff. Those things ain't going to matter long, you know? Do you all realize there is people today that's fighting about stuff they don't even know what they're fighting about? Do you all realize that? They've just been fighting so long, they can't remember what it is. And you might say, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I don't like them. Why don't you like them? I don't know. What? Don't like them. Don't like them. They looked at me wrong or they did something wrong, you know. I I don't know what it is. Scripture says, as long as we're working what? Together. And having love for each other. All those things are going to work together for good. 
Well, what? Well, suffering equals glory. Praise, by, praise be to God. It can equal what? Good. It can equal good in your heart and your life. If you are willing to do what God asked you. There's a lot of folks say, well, you know, if we had a better preacher, our church could grow. Well, maybe. Well, if we had better music, our church could grow. We had had a, you know, if we had a band and a guitar and drums and something else, maybe our church could grow. Maybe we had this or we had that. Maybe our church could grow. Well, I've always been old school, haven't you all? I think a church grows when everybody decides to do their part. When everybody decides to do their calling. When everybody decides, you know, I'm not just going to church to show up. I'm going to be ready when I get there, right? That's my calling. That's my, maybe your calling is just to be, we're going to have this little meeting here after church today. Maybe, maybe your calling is just to be there for people. Maybe your calling is just to let people know that you love them and you're praying for them and that you want the very best for them. So when you really look at that scripture that Sheila read to us earlier today, when you look at that, when it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that is revealed in us then that's definitely true, isn't it? My, my mom, and I've heard many people say this before, this too shall pass. You know that? Th- this too shall pass. Sheila sort of laughs at me anymore. This has sort of became my slogan in the past year or two. and I, I just love saying this. It's, it's going to be okay. Because what? as Christians, we know something. If it ain't okay, we ain't going to be here any longer, which is going to even be better, right? Sufferings equal glory. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you're struggling with today. I do know one thing. We all suffer. We all have things in our life that are difficult. What are you going to do with it? Scripture says your suffering can bring you glory. Your suffering today can bring you glory. What you're dealing with today that seems so difficult can bring you glory. Now here's what you have to do. You have the right, praise be to God, and you've heard me say this and other preachers, God didn't take away your free will, did He? God didn't take away your opportunity to make choices and to make decisions, so it's up to you. I've known people that just love to waller in their suffering. Do you know what that means? You know what wallering is? You just get in there and can't leave. You're just wallering all over. You love it. You think it's good. But while you're wallering, you're also complaining, aren't you? About how bad. That's okay. That's your choice. But today you have an opportunity to take your suffering and turn it to glory. That's your choice to have that glory today. God's talked to me a little bit today while I was preaching. Has he talked to you? If he has and if he's pointed out some things in your life that needs to change, some things in your life that needs to be reworked to have glory, we invite you to come and pray.
as we have our closing song. Joe and Laura.